I think I, I, when I started hearing these, the way I pick songs, it's what's running through my mind. You know, I'm singing them in my head. And I, that's what God wants to hear. Because it's all about him. It's Sorry if you guys don't like the songs, but I'm singing them to him. And you're singing them to him. He's the audience. And I start hearing these songs, and I'm like, that is I mean, we've been singing songs about how much you love us and how good you are and are you sure? And I mean, I just kept hearing these songs. So that's what we're going to do today with no apologies on my part. Just, I think God wants to hear these songs, but he wants us to sing them and get them in our brains because they're songs of victory songs of yeah this may have happened but my God's bigger okay the weapon may be formed but it won't prosper when the darkness falls it won't prevail cause the God I serve knows only how to try again. <clears throat> the weapon may be formed, but it won't prosper. When the darkness falls, it will prevail. Because the God I serve knows only how to triumph. My God will never fail. Oh, my God will never fail. I'm Turn it for good. You turn it for 
you turn it for good. You turn it for good. You take what the enemy meant for evil and you turn it for good. You turn it for good. You take what the enemy meant for evil and you turn it for good. You turn it for good. Oh, I'm gonna see a victory.
taking back what the enemy stole from me. I'm taking back what the enemy stole from me. Taking back what the enemy stole from me. And I'm plundering the enemy's camp. I'm taking back what the enemy stole from me. I'm taking back what the enemy stole from me. Taking back what the enemy stole from me. Plundering the enemy's camp under my feet. He's under my feet. The blood of Jesus put the enemy under my feet. He's under my feet. He's under my feet. Blood of Jesus put the enemy under my feet. taking back what the enemy stole from me I'm taking back what the enemy stole from me I'm taking back what the enemy stole from me and I'm plundering the enemy's camp under my feet he's under my feet the blood of Jesus put the enemy under my feet he's The blood of Jesus put the enemy under my feet. Listen up, people of God. The Lord's got something to say. He says this is the year of restitution. It's time to make the enemy pay under The blood of Jesus put the enemy under my feet. The blood of Jesus put the enemy under my feet. And I've heard the propaganda I've heard the lies they whispered to my soul That I have been forgotten, forsaken And I'll always be forgotten No matter what I do, it's not enough 
Feel it all my shame. 
you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. The splendor of the King Clothed in majesty Let all the earth rejoice All the earth rejoice He wraps himself in trembles at his voice and trembles at his voice how great is our God sing with me how great is our God no we'll see how great how great is our our God.
go back to the chorus. How great is our God. Sing with me. How great is our God. And all will see how great, how great is our God. Lord, we glorify you, we extol you, we magnify you. We worship you. We worship you, Lord. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Yes, Thank you, Jesus.
Contemplating this week the legalities of things. It's not we're not just goody two shoes. It's about it says that all things that were made were made by Him, by Christ, talking about Jesus. All things were made by Him, and all things were His. And uh, if, you, if we don't get the legal aspect of the cross, of the Son of God, of the blood, if we don't get the legal part of it, we're missing something. So it says in Hebrews chapter 9 for where there is a testament, that's, that is a word, that's a legal word. Testament. It means if there's a contract or uh, what do they call it, or something between you and me. Contract. So, Charlie's messed up back there. Where there is a testament, there must also, of necessity, be the death of the testator, the one who draws up the new covenant, the one who makes covenant. With, it's, it's not in effect without the shedding of blood, without one of the two dying make it a legal binding contract. It says here Hebrews 9 16 For where there is a testament there must also of necessity be the death of the testator. So it's very important that we know the legalities of this. It's a, 
look at it from another point of view. But if y'all remember the, uh, I've told this a bunch, the Abraham and Isaac, God offered, asking him to offer up Isaac. That was a legal contract, a covenant, a legal covenant. In that particular case, he didn't have to kill Isaac. He had to be willing to kill or sacrifice him. Yes. Yes. He believed God would raise him from the dead if necessary. Yes, he was. Giving him to God. And it's also uh, God acknowledged that when He said, Now I know that you fear God because you have not withheld your Son, your only Son. Didn't withhold Him. He was good as dead. You did not withhold Him from me. But it also has a great, greater and far more meaning in that it's responsibility of parents to teach their children about God and the things of God. It's legally. You're legally obliged to teach your children about God. Anybody that says to you they want to let their children make up their own mind, they do not fear God. And they don't understand the workings of God. Because they've just allowed their kids to become infidels, basically. <laughs> Growing up in their own mind and what the world wants to release and teach and if we don't have a good background for that and we lose a lot if we don't have the foundation for Christ and for the things of God we have to have that we have to be able to raise up our children and not withhold them from God got to give them over to him the young I want to read today some from out of Colossians. And chapter 1 deals with greetings, Paul greeting the people of the Colossians. And, and uh, 
just thanking God for them. And, but he wants to address some things that are going on that are in the church. And, and uh, there's, there is a great difference from uh, trying to be right and trying to bring correction probably where there's a lot of people think they can bring correction and they don't have the authority to do it. And uh, you, need, you just need to watch out for that. Sometimes it, it's uh, disguised in uh, different ways. Sometimes it's in joy or, you know, love of God. Oh, we just love you, God, but kill that person for being taking a drink or saying a curse word or, you know, you, you don't, that sounds a little bit funny, but it goes on. It really does go on. And, and it's a, a judgment. It's bringing judgment on people. And uh, it's not, not wise to do, nor is it of God. No, we do not. So if it, I mean, it's easy to see most of the time, and but sometimes it's hard to put a put your foot on it and stop it and cause it not to be re released to the, into the body. And if it is, then you have to go back and say, "Hey, that's not right." We'll just start reading in uh, chapter 2, verse 1. It says, For I want you to know what a great conflict I have for you and those in Laodicea, and for as many as have not seen my face in the flesh, that their hearts may be encouraged, being knit together in love, attaining to all riches of the full assurance and of understanding to the knowledge of the mystery of God, both of the Father and of Christ, in whom are hidden all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge. Paul wants them to know the fullness of God the mystery of God. And we learn, we've learned that there were, down through the ages it was called the mystery of God. What was that? And it was Christ in us. And we'll read that here in a few minutes. But Christ in us, the hope of glory. Christ in us, the hope of glory. And it it's more than just Christ in us, then it is us in Him. If you read it, it's not just Christ in us. It is Christ in us and us in Him. 
It's two, two ways. It's the covenant. It has to be two people to make a covenant. You can't just have one make a covenant. So it's something good to keep in mind and to know and to learn that it's not just us saying some words. It's us coming into a contract with God through His Son, binding us to Him and making a way for us to be a part of the body of Christ. Now this, verse 4, I say, lest anyone should deceive you with persuasive words. For though I am absent in the flesh, yet I am with you in spirit, rejoicing to see your good order and the steadfastness of your faith in Christ. As you therefore have received Christ Jesus the Lord, so walk in Him, rooted and built up in Him, and established in the faith as you have been taught, abounding in it with thanksgiving. Beware lest anyone cheat you through the philosophy and empty deceit according to... Come in. We're in Colossians chapter 2. Beware lest anyone cheat you. Verse 8. Through philosophy and empty deceit, according to the tradition of men, according to the basic principles of the world, and not according to Christ. For in Him dwells all the fullness of the Godhead bodily. And you are completely in Him who is the head of all the principality and power. So there's nothing that, uh, absolutely nothing there that says that we don't need to do that. We need to be in His presence. We need to have the fullness of the Godhead in us. We need to be able to recognize it and go on. It says in verse 11, in Him you were also circumcised with the circumcision made without hands by putting off the body of the sins of the flesh by the circumcision of Christ. And that's talking there uh, about a spiritual circumcision. Not a physical one. And what was going on here in Colossae was that there was t people that were teaching that you had to be circumcised. Otherwise, and then there's, he goes on and tells us here, we'll read some other things that were going on. He says, In Him you also circumcised with putting off the body of the sins of the flesh by the circumcision of Christ, buried with Him in baptism, in which you also were raised with Him through faith in the working of God who raised Him from the dead. Now, there's so many truths in this short passage 
but it talks here about baptism. It's, a, it's something that recognizes, it's saying I recognize the power of the truth of death, burial, and resurrection. And when we do a water baptism, it represents the same thing that Jesus went through going into the earth and then coming up alive in Christ. It's, um, it's a very, again, legal. It's a legal action. It means something. It has some meaning to it to us in the legal sense. Verse 13, And you being dead in your trespasses and the uncircumcision of your flesh, he has made alive together with him, having forgiven you all trespasses, having a having wiped out the handwriting of requirements that was against us. The handwriting of requirements is the again that legal document. And let me read it here out of the NIV. Or the I am reading in the NIV, I think. Anyway, I want to give you another version of it. Verse 14, it says, Having canceled the charge of our legal indebtedness. So that legal is not my words. It is the word that was written to us. The legal indebtedness. We were legally in debt and owed a debt that we could not pay. Impossible. There's no one ever able to pay it except Jesus. A legal indebtedness. Having disarmed principalities and powers, he made a spectacle, a public spectacle of them, triumphing over them in it. So let no one these, this is a very important verse here in my opinion. Let no one judge you in food or drink regarding a festival or a new moon or Sabbaths, which are a shadow of things to come, but the substance of Christ. Let no one cheat you of your reward, taking delight in false humility and worship of angels, intruding into all those things which he has not seen, vainly puffed up a fleshly mind, and not holding fast to the head from whom the body is nourished and knit together by joints and ligaments.
if our Christianity is based on what we do, it's not worth very much. If, if we say we, the only way that this can happen is if this happens, I think we've missed God. I think unless we're in line, and I think we, we are with Paul here, if we say we're in agreement with you, Lord, in this, we see the legal ramifications of it, we understand the legality of it, then that's, that's all there is to know. Are you smiling at me? You got something to say? Okay. She thinks I'm ride this horse every now and then. But uh, <laughs> oh, okay. Say hallelujah, brother. Amen. Amen. Okay. Daughter texting, that's good. There is no festival, no Sabbath, no new moon, no drink, no food that can keep you from the love of God. And if someone says different, I would beg to differ. If someone says that you have to do this before you can go to heaven, I would beg to differ. There is nothing else left to do. Jesus paid it all. What we're saying, right? Jesus paid it all. No new moon, no festival, no food, no drink. <laughs> how we handle the body and how we view the head of the body is the only thing that makes a difference in our lives. You are worth it all. He's worth it all. You're worth it all. He gave His life. He gave everything. He was the head of everything. Nothing was made that was made that He didn't make. So it's in your study and in your times of understanding what the Word says, don't forget to include that part of the Scripture legally. We have legal 
rights. We have the legal right to uh, walk in the fullness of God, walk in the fullness of Christ, and not have to worry about whether or not we're eating and drinking right or worshiping the moon. It's just not there. It's not there. And uh, I'm going to stop there today. It says that they're self-imposed religions. And we don't want a self-imposed religion. We want to follow after Him, be in His footsteps, and understand how love works not just in the body. A lot of times we think it's just for Christians. But he said he came for all. God's creation. Uh, sometimes I wonder. I was listening. I heard a guy this morning. He prayed for Ten minutes trying to get the guy saved, I think. And <coughs> saying words, repeat after me, say these words. And I'm, I'm thought, what's wrong with just saying Jesus? What's wrong with just saying, Lord, come into my life, help me? What's wrong with that? Is that not enough? Jesus, is that not enough? And I'm thinking, man, he, he doesn't even know what he said. But if he just said Jesus. So, I don't think they understood the legality of it. It's good. What he did, it's done. There is nothing. He, he shed His blood. It, there we read it in chapter 9 of Hebrews. The testator has died and shed His blood so that there might be a new covenant with us. Amen? Amen. <laughs> I'm getting a finger pointing. Legal. We're legal. We are legal. Our, what we have <clears throat> and how we're able to pray, it's all because we're legal. We are legal. We can pray and have dominion over things that people don't think you have. So, amen? Amen. Are you going to tell them what I said? <laughs> no. This is what he said. 
I want to want to pray for us. Yes. Because um, we need to pray for one another through the week. Obviously, this these schemes are, you know, being kind of crazy, and you know, the devil is. I heard a preacher the other day saying, you know. The devil is just an insane person, and he doesn't make sense. <laughs> if he understood, he would just quit, but that's not his job. Anyway, um, I want to pray for us here and us that aren't here. Everyone that is a part of Four Rivers. And... Um, We're going to break the power of these schemes. And we're going to put angels, ask God to put angels around us. Because we have the authority to do that. Legally. Amen. You know, there's, there are a lot of terms in the Bible that are legal terms. I mean, like covenant. You see that written at the court, on, on papers at the courthouse. That's a legal term. And um, it's really interesting when you start studying. Robert Henderson has done a great job of pulling out these legal terms. And if we understand, oh wait, and I'm saying legal in the terms of in the sense of what a covenant is, not not religious spirit, legal, legalism, not that. Anyway, let's pray. Lord, I come to you today on behalf of the people of Four Rivers. Lord, I thank you for what you have brought us through. I thank you for the rain. I thank you what you told me that would signal that the strongholds have been pulled down. And Lord, I just ask that you continue to rid southeastern Oklahoma of every stronghold that the enemy has built and held uh, captive the people of southeast Oklahoma. We just command them all to fall down and to be washed out of our region into the sea. And Lord, I pray your protection over the people of Four Rivers, every person that considers themselves to be a part of Four Rivers. I ask that you put angels around each one of us, around our families, around our property, around this property here, um, around the kids from Camp Hope. Um, yes around our vehicles, around our homes, our animals. Lord, everything that you've given us stewardship over, we just call into effect your protection, and we ask that you put angels to guard round about everything that concerns us, our businesses, our finances, everything, Lord. And Lord, we just thank you 
that the enemy is under our feet. And it is our time to plunder the enemy's camp. Lord, I ask that you bring those into four rivers that you have ordained are supposed to be a part that you would um, you would just cause this place to be a light a beacon of light in this neighborhood that people are drawn to like moths to a flame Lord, I release healing over those who need healing. I break every scheme of the enemy to bring depression, to bring grief. We break it now in Jesus' name and we release joy in the place of that. Lord, I thank you for what you are doing in us and through us. I thank you for the doors that you are opening that no man can close. Thank you, Lord. Lord, we exalt you. We thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. Anyone got anything to say? I'll make you sit down and then stand up. You, you want to lead us in prayer? I am actually. Come here and get on this and do our declaration for us. We're going to work you. Well, I guess I got to do something. You should just sit there. Not today. I guess not. All right. As we have given back to the Lord a portion of what He has given to us, we declare that He teaches us to profit and leads us in the way we should go. The Lord gives us power to make wealth and supplies all our needs according to His riches and glory. We bless Israel and pray for the peace of Jerusalem. As He blesses us, His way become known on the earth and His salvation among all nations. So Lord, we are believing in You for jobs and better jobs, raises and bonuses, debts paid off and transfer of wealth, prosperous businesses, our vats filled with oil and our coffers with gold. Expenses decreased, blessings increased, something's opened, something's invaded, signs, wonders, and angelic visits. I don't have it memorized. It's froze. Well, tell us what it is. Okay. Signs, wonders. No, we don't start. Signs, wonders. 
miracles, angelic visitations, kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. So thank you for more than enough so we can give to you, kingdom, co-labor with heaven and see Jesus get his full reward. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. See? Broken, I told you. You didn't want it? No. <laughs> You're doing great. I touch anything?